Hello, and thanks for joining us on the Christian Celebration Center podcast. Our prayer is that this audio will encourage you in Christ and challenge you from God's Word. Enjoy the message. Your Bible today, and I, I want to be honest with you. I love to preach, and it's going to come out. It's going to come out. But some of the sometimes one of the challenges of preaching is sometimes God is saying a lot to you, and you have to kind of pick out. What you, what you feel he's trying to say in the moment. It's, it's kind of like this, brothers and sisters. For all those who like to cook, someone may ask you, well, what are we having for dinner today? You know what's in the, in the cabinets. You know what's in the refrigerator. It's just a matter of trying to figure out what's the meal for that day. Come on, y'all follow me? And so for me, knowing that I was coming here, I don't kind of get ahead of myself, and I don't try to, I'm, I'm not trying to be all, you know, all that, all that funny and all that kind of stuff. I really want to hear what God wants to say. And the word that I believe God has for us tonight is a word he wouldn't let me go. I tried to move from this word. I ain't going to lie. I tried to move from this word about 50 times, and I thought God gave me a whole bunch of better words, so to speak, because they were, like, fresh right now. But I believe this is the word he has for us. So let me pray, and I'll get right into it. Are you ready? Touch your neighbor and ask them, are they ready? All right, for those who may not know me, Lord bless you. I love to move. I move around on the stage a lot. I may even come off the stage. It just depends, okay? This is our first meeting together, so we want to take it easy on the first date. Come on now, in Jesus' name. So let's pray, and we'll get into the word tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for an awesome time in your presence just to worship you, Jesus. We're asking you, Abba Father, that right now you would begin to Speak to our hearts. Help us to be transparent before you, giving you permission to examine us and to search us that we may be the people that you're calling us to be, that the deep things that are rooted in our hearts, Lord God, you will be able to uproot, Lord Jesus, that we may present all that we are to you. May nothing be hidden before you from our accord. We just ask you, Lord God, now that you would be with us as we make the determination to meet with you. We ask you, King of glory, that you would exalt your name and your word above all else. We love you, Lord God. And everyone said, amen, amen. If you're taking notes, which I want to encourage you to do, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to have enough paper, but I'm going to tell you anyways, okay? Tonight's word is entitled, you can go ahead and hit me, champ. Listen, tonight's word is entitled, Lord, (laughs) Lord, I need a word. Lord, I need a word. And about three weeks ago, as I was just praying, just in my regular time, just praying ahead of what God was wanting to do here in Midland at CCC, I was thinking to myself, Lord, what is it that you want to say to your people? And I just sensed that the Holy Spirit was saying, my people need a word. I don't know if you've ever gone someplace or been somewhere and just needed somebody to say something to you that would calm you down, that would give you peace, that would give you the motive and the unction to move on. But today, I want to come to you and we're saying directly, Lord, no matter what happens before we get out of this place, before we get in our cars, before we have our our night drink, before we have our last sip of tea, before we shower, before we get the to close together for church tomorrow, God, I want you to know that I need a word. I need you to say something to me. That's the unction that I felt as I was just praying and and thinking that God desires and wants us to want him. If you with me, say amen. 
I want to ask you to turn with me to a very familiar portion of Scripture. You have phenomenal pastors here. So I'm not coming here to try to act like I'm going to give you something that's beyond myself. I'm not going to try to hit you with the Greek and all that kind of stuff. That's great, and that may be for another day. But tonight, I want to come right at you and tell you that God wants to say something to you. There's not a person that came here that God doesn't want to speak to. So grab your Bibles, if you will. Go ahead and hit me. And let's turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to try my best to read this through and not provide too much exegesis. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. I want to read this portion of Scripture that many of you, especially the saints in, in faith, would have known of. And I, I just want to pull out one piece uh, of this story that the Lord kind of impressed upon me. If you with me, say amen. If you with me, say amen. All right, you're going to have to see how this is going. I'm telling you, I'm putting this cake in the oven, and when it comes out, you're going to want a slice. Come on now. In the name of Jesus. Watch this. The Word of God says this. I'm reading from the NIV, starting at verse 1. It says this. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and some of the Menuhites came to war, to, to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Verse 2 says this. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea, it is already at Hezazon Tamar, that is in Gedi. Watch this. It goes on and says this in verse 3. Alarmed, the first response at bad news we can learn from. Come on now. Touch your neighbor already, man. Touch, Mama, touch your neighbor already. We can learn from this story right at the beginning. I'm not even finished with this story, and I'm telling you there's something we can learn. Upon hearing this this news, this bad news, this is what the Bible says in verse 3. Alarm, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Let me give it to you another way. The, the, the Bible tells us that Jehoshaphat was saying, Lord, I need a word from you. With this situation, I got to hear something from you. It says this alarm, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Watch this. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. They got their mamas, their papas, and everybody. Come on now. Load up the caravan. Come on now. In Jesus' name. Load it up. We about to go to pray. The baby saying, Mama, where are we going? We going to pray. The kid saying, where are we going? Are we there yet? We're going to get there and we're going to pray. At every turn, it was about prayer. Go ahead and hit me. I want you to see this. Check this out. Verse 5 says this. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and, and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said these things. Here's the man of God saying these things. Now watch what he says. He says this. Lord, the God. Oh, and I want you to check. If, if you're really a student of the word. You will go back home and you will break this portion of scripture down because it shows us how we should pray. This is one of those portions of scripture that when you really look at it and you break it down, brother, you will be able to see how you should pray. Now, I know the Lord taught us how to pray in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, this is one of the insights. Let me say it like this. This is one of the cheat codes of prayer right here. Watch this. I'm going to try my best to help you. Watch this says this, Lord, the God of our ancestors, what he's saying is this, you were with them, you're supposed to be with us. Right out the gate. He says this, you are not the God 
Are you not the God who is in heaven? He's saying this. Let me give you the revised Cornell version. He says, aren't you the God that calls all the shots? Aren't you the one that holds all the cards? Aren't you the one that signs the paycheck? Come on, somebody. Mm. Listen to this. Aren't you the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hands, and no one can withstand you. In other words, Lord God, if they come against you, they lose. Mm. See, we need to say that in our prayers. Cancer, when you come against me, you're coming against my God, so you lose. Talking about, come on now. Watch this. It gets even better. Verse 7, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Did you notice that? He's saying, I'm connecting you to your friend because your friend is connected to us. So whatever you don't do to us, you're not doing to your friend. Whatever you did to your friend, you're supposed to do to us because we're friends. Do you see what he's doing here? He's allowing God to see of his covenantal love for them. That began way back then. See, the love God had for your mama, he still has for you. Hmm. Let me say, are you the you know? Well, let me say, listen. The love, your, listen, the love God had for your grandmama that, paid, that prayed for you, that got you where you are, that got you out of the, that got you from that situation that nearly killed you, that's the same God that loves you. That's what he's saying here. Watch this. It gets even better. It gets even better. Awesome, awesome prayer. It says this in verse 10. But now here are the men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory, watch this, you would not allow Israel to invade. Uh. God, we're telling you, we could have handled them back then, but for some reason you said, no, we're going to trust what you did, but that's what you did. Watch this. When they came from Egypt, so they turned away from them and did not destroy them. In other words, we could have handled them back there, but God, in your sovereignty, you told us not to mm. because God knows what we don't know. Somebody say amen. Come on now, watch this. Let's get it going. Watch this. Verse 11 says this. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us. God, they're trying to steal from us what you gave us. And that ain't happening. Come on now. Come on now. That's not happening. Watch this. As an inheritance. Verse 12 says this. Our God, will you not judge them? Like, God, isn't this enough? Aren't you ready to do something about this? Watch this. For we have no power to face, uh, no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We don't have the might. We don't have the strength. There's more of them than it is us. But watch this. One of the greatest lines in Scripture. If you have your own Bible, this is one of the best lines you can ever have. Watch this. We don't know what to do. Uh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. You ever been there, brother? You just don't know what to do. Come on, watch this. I love what Jehoshaphat, one of the greatest lines ever. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on. Our eyes are on. Our eyes are on. Touch your neighbor, look him in the face, and tell him our eyes are on you. It ain't on the situation. It's on the situation taker. It's on the situation way maker. Come on, somebody. 
I want you to understand what he's saying here. It gets even better, though. It gets even better. Watch this. Verse 13. Mm. All the men of Judah with their wives and their children and little ones. I love that. Did you check that? This was a clarion call. This was an all hand. Write this in your notes, my friend. This was an all hands on deck kind of situation. I don't know about you, uh, Pastor Keith and Pastor Lacey, but sometimes we got to have everybody. Come on now. Touch your neighbor and say, we need everybody. We need everybody on this one. There's times when all of us got to be praying. Talk to y'all over here, all right? Let me talk to y'all over here. There's times when it's going to take all of us. That's why I love this idea of the 24-hour prayer. I'm going to take that back to Ohio, and maybe Ohio will get saved. Come on now. Uh, Nobody say amen. Don't say that. Don't even say it. Come on. Watch this. Verse 13. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. Everybody, how can God not respond? He had 100%. This is not Cornell Holocaust. This is the word of God. Listen, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah. Watch this. says this, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah. Watch this, a Levite and descendant of Asaph as he stood in assembly. Notice when God began to speak. It's when everybody was together. Oh, come on now. That's when everybody was on the same page, that's when the spirit moved. Come on now. The Bible tells us when we're in one accord, that's when the spirit and this blessing start to flow. Watch this. It says this. He said, verse 15, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Uh, chill out, pump your brakes, take it easy. Come on now. Mm, that's a revised Cornell version. Come on now. Chill out, take it easy, pump your brakes. Come on now. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but, but, but. The battle ain't mine. You ain't fighting little old me. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. You think you're warring against me? You ain't warring against me. You're warring against my big brother. Come on now. And we call him big for a reason. Come on now. Watch this. For the battle is not yours, but God. Somebody say amen. The battle is who's everybody? CCC, who's the battle? It's God's. I need you to walk out of here tonight knowing that much. If you don't hear nothing else tonight, know that much. This battle is not against you. This battle isn't against flesh and blood. Come on now. It's deeper than that. Let me say it like this. It's higher than that. Some of y'all party people know who I'm saying. It's higher than that. Come on now. Why? What are you saying? There's levels to this. What are you saying? I want you to see this. Let's go out and say, let's share this. Verse 16. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerusalem. Watch this, verse 17, it says this. You will not have to fight this battle. There's God reminding them a second time. Anytime in Scripture, especially in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament, anytime there's a repeating of that, it's as if the sound is getting louder. Stop. 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 That's what he's doing. 
That's exactly what he's doing. He's reminding them of the realities of what they're walking through that they don't have to actually fight. Watch this. Take up your, ooh, Jesus. Y'all see that? All you got to do is take up your position. Ooh, just show up. That's what the word of God says. Just show up. Watch this. Exodus 14, 14. He says, all you need to do is stand. Come on now. You ain't going to fight. Just show up. Come on now. Watch this. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. The Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. He tells them again, do not be discouraged. A reoccurring theme throughout the Old Testament into the New. He always tells us, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. He says that all the time, all throughout, from Genesis to Revelations. He says this, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow. Did you notice that? Face them. Look your problem right in the face. Look your problem right in the face, and the Lord will be with, he will be with, he will be with you. Let's begin to land this plane in just a second. Watch this. It says this, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. I love how the leader did it, and then the people followed. Mm. Come on now. You want to be the leader? Lead. Come on now. That's how you know who the leader is. It's the one that's being followed. Mm. So if nobody's following you, champ, guess what? You're not the lead. Can't say amen. Say ouch. Come on now. Come on now. What are you saying? Watch this. He bowed down and then everybody else bowed down. Verse 19. Then some of the Levites from the Korathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. They started worshiping. Watch this. Watch this. I love this next verse, verse 20. Early in the morning. Somebody say morning. Somebody say morning. Somebody say morning once again. Morning. Watch this. Early in the morning, they left for the desert at Tekoa. Watch this. As they sat out, Joseph stood and said, listen to me. Uh, Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. He's saying what's going to give you victory will be your faith in your God. Let me say this to y'all. What's going to give you your victory? Is it your resources? It isn't your hookups. Come on, Jesus. It isn't your knowledge. Come on now. It's your faith in your God. He says this. He says this. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be with upheld. Watch this. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. Listen to the people that I've commissioned. Watch this. It goes on and says this, verse 21. After they consulted with the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him. For the splendor of his holiness, as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks. Here's another repeating verse or passage of scripture that's all throughout the, the Bible. Watch this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Watch this. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That line is repeated again and again because, watch this, write this in your notes if you're writing something. That should be one of our personal mantras. That should be one of our personal mantras, to give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Now watch this. Verse 22, as they began to sing in the praise, 
The Lord said ambushes. Somebody say ambushes. Mm, God hit him with the okay doke. Come on now. Don't you all love that? I don't know if your Bible says that, but my Bible actually says okie doke. Come on now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It doesn't say that, but that's what I'm saying. Listen. <laughs> Watch this. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Verse 23, the Ammonites and the Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. Mm. I love that, to destroy and annihilate them. I love the wording there. After they finished slaughtering the men of Seir, watch this, <laughs> they helped to destroy one another. They killed one another, and watch this, the people of God were just watching, eating popcorn like <laughs> That's Lorambo right there. Come on now. It's a born supremacy. <laughs> They're just watching this, this, this movie play out right in front of them, so to speak. Watch this. What are you saying, Cornell? What are you saying? What, let me get to this. Watch this. It says this, verse 24. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert, that, that overlooked the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. They came up and like, man, all the fun is over. We heard all that noise over there, and when we went to go and see it, the noise is over with. <laughs> like, it was a letdown. <laughs> it's like it's all over with. Come on now, watch this. It gets even better. Watch this. It says this in verse 25. So Jehoshaphat and his men went, watch this. This is the part that is not often preached about, so I got to, I got to, Ask the Lord for a little bit more of this part right here. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. Mm. <laughs> what they didn't understand was that God was allowing these folks to invade them so that they could take from them. Let me say it this way. God was allowing these three nations, these three armies to come and invade his people so his people can take from them. Do you see it? So watch this. Perhaps what's happening to you is actually that which will come back and bless you. Uh, perhaps you don't understand that God somehow is doing a Romans 8.28 on them. He's working out all that bad stuff that's going to turn around some way and come back to be good stuff for you. I know you like bad the guy now. <laughs> you don't understand. It's just happening and it's happening. God is like, just chill. I got you. Relax. I got this. Be cool. Been there, done that. That's what he's saying. Now watch this. It gets even better. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles. I love this part. I love that phrase right there. Articles. Watch this. Articles of value. Come on now. Now let me just modernize this. Can I modernize the word just for just for context? Man, they walk there and they're like, man, somebody got an iPhone. Somebody left their iPhone. I guess I can have that. Somebody left their, their watch, their iPhone, their iWatch. I guess I can have that too. Someone left their beat headphones. I guess I can get those too. Somebody left some LeBrons. You better get those to pass Cornell. Come on now. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, 
Watch this. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley, Baraka, where they praised the Lord. That is why it is called the Valley Baraka to this day. Let's bring this plane to a landing right here. Right here. Let's bring this plane to a landing. Verse 27. It says this, then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. Watch this, verse 28. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. They went to church to have church. Come on now. Write that in your notes. They went to church to have church. Come on. They came ready to praise. Can I tell you something, CCC? Come to church ready to praise. Can I just have you to understand that? If you come ready, you don't have to get ready. I'm going to just talk to those up there. If you come ready, you don't ever have to get ready. You see what I'm trying to say? So let me get myself together. Watch this. What are you saying, Cornell? I told you my wife here is the first, it's our first service. So I got to kind of take it easy. At least I think so. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 29 and 30. We'll wrap it up here. For the fear, the fear of God came over all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. Isn't that an amazing statement? Rest on What that's saying is every possible situation. God gave him peace there. Nothing troubled him. He had peace on every side. I want you to know this before I move on. Listen, Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel needed a word from the Lord. And the Lord was faithful to provide them with one. Some of you have come and you have dedicated this time because you know that there's something that God wants to say to you. Some of you have come wondering if today is the day for your breakthrough, some of you have been coming, you've come looking for your breakthrough. Some of you are saying, Lord, if you're there, I want to be there. Whatever reason why you came today, I want to tell you something. God is faithful to do what he does. He's going to be, listen to what I'm saying. this. God is going to be God despite what may happen to you. Write that in your notes. God is going to be God no matter what happens to you. And because it's happening to you doesn't mean that God is doing it to you. Maybe God is trying to do it through you. Maybe God is trying to do it for you. And so sometimes what we think is actually coming against us is actually God is wanting to come for us. He's going to turn it around in a new way. Shift it. Can I tell you this? So many people need advice. So many people need advice. Can I tell you something? I was thinking to myself as I was putting this together, thinking to myself, where do people go for advice? They go to all kinds of places. They go all kinds of places. But one of the places they go is the Google. So go ahead and hit me. Watch this. Did you know Google processes approximately 99,000 <laughs> 99, search queries every second? Watch this. This translates to 8.5 billion searches per day and approximately 2 trillion global searches per year. Some of y'all were part of that count today. Come on now. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I was. Come on now. I was. That's how I found it. I Google Google to find about Google. Yeah, you want to know about Google? Just Google Google and you'll... I did it. I'm just telling you. 
What are you saying today, Cornell? I want you to know we go everywhere for advice. And there's nothing wrong with that in many cases. If you're struggling with emotional, mental health issues, you should see a counselor. You should see someone. If you're struggling with marriage, marriage issues, you should see a counselor. If you have trouble with schooling, you should see a teacher, a tutor. You need to do that, and you need to search out that advice. But I have something to say to you tonight. I have something to say to you, Midland, tonight. CCC, I want you to hear this. If you think about it, we're all in search of information. You can go ahead and hit me. Understanding advice, insight, direction, or guidance of some sort. Every single person here tonight is looking for information or advice on something. Every one of us, all of us, just because I have a title called pastor doesn't mean that I'm not seeking for something. It's, it's irrelevant to your height, your color, your weight, how much money you have, where you live, all those things. None of those things matter. We're all searching for something. Can I tell you this? Here's the reality of the matter. And, we're, and we'll typically do whatever we can to get the answer. We'll search high and low. We'll pay any cost. We'll do whatever we need it. And then I was thinking to myself as I was just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me, and this is even true for those in Scripture. Even in Scripture, there's been times when people have searched out help and for advice. You remember the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she went to doctor after doctor after doctor getting advice. But it wasn't until she went to the doctor, the great physician, Come on, somebody, touch your neighbor and say, I know what you're talking about. Come on. So it's not just something that's biblical. It's something, not just something today, but it's even found in Scripture where they went everywhere looking for advice. Nothing wrong with advice, but I got some news for you today. There's someone that has the greatest of advice. There's someone that has the greatest of understanding. There's someone that has the greatest of compassion. There's someone that has the greatest of mercy. There's, a, there's someone that we know that has the ultimate expression of ability to turn your situation around if you would allow it. What are you saying today? Watch what the Word of God says. Nothing is better than Scripture. Nothing is better than Scripture. If there, Listen, I love what your pastor is doing because we're doing the same thing at Metro Assembly. Listen, we're trying to get you to set this year off in such a fashion that God is the foundation of your year. That your spiritual house will stand through the storms that's sure to come. And I'm telling you today, I think this is why the Lord wanted me to give this word to you. For this very reason right here. That you will find yourself totally dependent on the word of God. Now I know you're good now, I know that. But why don't you use it? Why isn't your go-to every single time? See, what we find ourselves, and I'm, listen, I'm at the front of that line. I find myself looking at all these other options and then God being the last choice. If you can't say amen, say. If you can't say amen, say. If you can't say amen, say. Ouch. Watch what the word of God says. Hebrews 4.12, you know this. Hebrews 4.12 says this. The word of God, you see, is alive and moving. Mm. The word of God is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and will of the heart. The word of God is that which we should seek because, watch this, there's no bias in it. Ooh, write this in your notes. This is free right now. There's no bias in it. It's only blessings in it. 
Come on now. I love the word of God. It's not trying to get over on me. It's trying to just get on to me. Come on now. You know sometimes you can't trust people because there's always this, this selfish intent or this motive in it. You always got a question. Are they really trying to scam me? Well, the Bible doesn't try to scam you. Come on now. What it's trying to do is convince you that it's real and it's true. If you're with me, say amen. What are you saying today, Cornell? Can I tell you this? Here's a great passage of scripture in Hebrews. Watch. I'm sorry. Go ahead and hit me, if you will. Go ahead and hit me. Watch this. Get this, friends. God's word tells the truth when the truth doesn't want to be told. Let me, let me, let, let me slow that down for some of y'all. Let me write that down. God's word tells the truth when the truth doesn't want to be told. So when somebody's telling me a lie to my face, I can just say, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth. Would you reveal to me what's really going on? Before I sign that contract that can totally change everything, let me ask you for the truth. Have any of you, I, let me just give you this precursor before I ask this question. Lord, bless all the car dealers, <laughs> dealerships in the city, and if you sell cars. But if you're like me, you go to a car dealer and you're like, are you scamming me? I'm not going to look. Y'all just raise your hand. I'm going to turn my back. You raise your hand. So I'm like, Lord, what do I do before I get into this big time contract? I want to know the truth. And guess what? That's what the Bible does for us. That's why God says before you get the advice from anyone else, get the advice from me here. The living word, the active word, you can trust it. It's not, it's not bent on its own will. It's going to do that which is best for you. Listen, so I'll say it again. God's word tells the truth when the truth doesn't want to be told. Isaiah 55, 11, which you know, says this. In the same way, my words leave my mouth. This is, we talked about the word of God. Now this is the spoken word of God. He says this. In the same way, my words leave my mouth and they don't come back without results. That's so good. Look at this. My words make things happen. Oh, Lord, come on now. I love that. Come on now. That I want to happen. They succeed doing what I send them to do. So not only do we have the word of God, but we have the, 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 the physical, tangible word of God. But we also have the spoken word of God that we can follow as well. Now watch this. One more. Watch this. In Hebrews Chapter 1, this is a great add-on. I, I really never caught this, but I, I caught it by preparing. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the Bible basically says this. In the past, I designated individuals that you could trust to tell you. There were people that I commissioned, that I anointed, and when you went to them, they spoke on my authority. But guess what? There's a new authority in town. This is just Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. There's a new sheriff in town. He is the high sheriff of heaven. His name is Christ Jesus. And guess what? He's out there arresting demons every single day. Come on now, y'all. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. You can trust him. You can trust the written word. You can trust the spoken word, and you can trust my son. So if you're going to get advice, guess where you can get it? From my spoken word, you can get it from my written word, you can get it from my son. Because my son is only going to say and do what he's seen me say and do. Come on now. Somebody say amen. What are you saying today? Write this in your notes, if you will. Like 
a loving mother speaking to her troubled child, God desires, God's desire is to always give us peace, his peace. Let me just tell y'all something. God, when he speaks to us, listen, when he, the advice that he gives is always going to be that which gives you peace. God is never going to intentionally tell you something that's going to be disruptive to your relationship with him. That's inconsistent with his nature. So you already think, well, Cornell, how do I know if God is talking to me? Well, if it's not like his nature, his character, or his word, then guess what? You don't have to buy it. It's as simple as that. I already know in my mind the thought may come, but I don't have to accept that thought. Because if it's not in line with who he is and what he says and what he means for me, I don't have to accept it. Just simple. Now watch this. What I want you to understand is this. I remember when I was in college, and you know, like for all those parents who have college kids, you know every once in a while they'll call, right? Let me just tell you how crazy my mama was. Come on. I had a crazy mama. I ain't going to even lie to y'all. She was crazy. This would happen every single time, brother. Every single time I would call my mom, every single time. This is how she would answer the phone. What do you want? I mean, like clockwork every single time. What do you want? I'm like, hello. But she already knew. She was like, look, cut, cut, through the, cut through the minutia. Just tell me what you need. Don't be playing with me. Just tell me exactly what you need. I'm like, well, Ma, you know what? I've been doing good. I actually got an A in this class. Listen, boy, tell me what you need. Every single time. She's like, what do you want? And I would say, well, mom, the truth is, you know what? Um, some, of my, some of my friends, they're going, on this, they're going on this trip, and it's going to cost, you know, $35. And I really, you know, my account is negative. And I was just wondering, uh, I was asking uh, maybe if you would think about uh, out of the kindness of your heart, maybe uh, – I promise to pay you back, but uh, can you can you just give me $35? Boy, all you had to do is ask. And what I'm saying in that is that's the way God is with us. God just wants you to know that the advice, the love he has for you, it's so great that he don't want you to ever have to worry about asking. But I know this about the devil. If the devil can stop us from asking for advice, we, write this in your notes. This is free right now. If the devil can stop us from asking God for advice, we'll always get the wrong advice. So today, beloved, if we are going to see this year be different than any other year in our lives, we have to get to the place where we say, God, I need a word from you. I got words from everybody else, but I need your word. I know, Lord God, those people are smart. They've been through it, all this stuff. But, Lord, I need your word because your word can do for me what none other can. I need a word. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Keith and Lengthy, I'm going to tell you the truth. My wife sits right there. She will tell you this truth. In the last six to seven months, we've been working with so many married couples. It's like trouble after trouble after trouble. 
I mean, difficult situation after difficult situation. Like, nobody wins in any situation. So what do you do? You certainly can't Google that. And let me just let you know, Google can't Google. <laughs> let me say it like this. Google can't out-Google God because God knows everything. Google is limited. So for those who are looking to TikTok, oh. for those who are looking for their TikTok, oh, Lord, let me get in trouble already. For those who are looking to TikTok to be their informer, you're sadly mistaken. Because the best advice comes to that which is connected to the eternal one. I'm saying to you tonight this. This is what I'm saying to you tonight. Grab this. Grab this. Go ahead and hit me. Listen. Grab this, beloved. God will never settle with being your last option when, when he's the best choice. <laughs> Watch this. God will never settle with being your last option when he's the best solution. Choice would be great, too. He's, and that's what we do to God. We say, oh, yeah, God is my everything. But when the rubber meets the road, guess what? We turn to him, her, and them. And then when those situations leave, then we'll hit the God card. Then we'll start treating God like he's important. It's like we, he has to be the last op. Like God is my last option. After everything else didn't work out, now God is my safety cord. Praise God that he's there to be pulled on. Because there's some people that pulled on him. And no parachute came out. Can't say amen. Go ahead and say ouch. What are you saying today, Cornell? I think people in this house, this very house, you need a word. I think there's many of you that need a word. And it ain't always a word that's difficult. Cornell, should I take this job or should I move? Should I buy this house or should I wait? Should I save some money? It, some, some of you may have those kind of situations. But some of you, I believe, need just a simple word. You know what encouragement would do for me right now, Cornell? You know what a word of love, of acceptance, of inclusion would do for me? That would work wonders for my life. And I'm telling you, girl, instead of looking here, there, and everywhere, look to who God is. I need a word from you, Lord. Can I tell you this? When God gives us a word, it's a word that comes with wisdom. There's no malice in it, and there's no gimmicks to it either. Nothing. And I know in our life, in our family, the Jordan family, our beautiful daughter, she's been walking through a season of uncertainty. I'm being very transparent here. A, a season of uncertainty. Her plans ain't matching up with the Lord's plans. And as a parent, sometimes you got to watch, when do I dive in? When do I come in? When do I? And so God was like, Cornell, you have to give her an opportunity to see me as her option, not you. Oh. As a parent, I always want to go in and rescue. But guess what? God's hands are bigger than mine. God's resources are bigger than mine. Every single time you want that person to get you out or this person to get you out, all you're saying is, God, you're not as good. So there's sometimes I have to kind of just hold back and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. You've shown yourself to me to be true. Now I need you to show it to my 24-year-old daughter. I know it's going to come, but she has to see it for herself. If you with me, say amen.
Can I tell you something? Let me roll through this real quickly. Yes, there's scripture for your situation. Because I know some of you are like, Pastor Cornell, all this is fine and dandy and you yelling and screaming, but guess what? It ain't helping my situation. And I'm like, no, there's a scripture for your situation. I'm talking to you, champ. I'm talking to you, sweetie. Yes, there's a scripture for your situation. Where is it? Exactly. Go and look for it. Touch your neighbor and say, that was good. Come on now. Come on now. There's a scripture for your situation. I love this. Listen, know this, beloved. There's, <laughs> there's scripture for your situation. And to be sure, there's a verse that will help you see your victory. There's a verse that speaks to your victory. You should say amen to that one. There's a verse that speaks to your victory. I just got to find it. I got to know it. Listen, there's so many times I have to speak scripture over myself. He that began a good work in me is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. It don't look like it's going to be finished, but guess what, Lord? It's not me. It's you who said it. Right? He said, Cornell, you're not, you're not the tail. Come on now. You're not. So I have to use these scriptures to help me to see what God wants to do. Watch what the word of God says. Here's a great, great verse. Watch this one. Psalm 34, 4 says it like this. The Amplified says it this. I sought the Lord on the authority of his word, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Did you see what the psalmist said? I sought the Lord. It's like the psalmist has already crossed the line. Somebody do that. Just You see that? that? You know when you were young, you'd be like, uh, all the fellas, now all the fellas, y'all, you know, if you old school like me, like, cross the line, we'll see what's up. Is anybody with me? You remember back in the day, like, bro, cross the line, is on. But guess what? The saints of old, they like, I've crossed the line. I've seen God's faithfulness. The psalmist says, I sought the Lord on the authority of his word, knowing his word. And he answered me and he, he delivered me from all my fears. But it gets even better. Watch this. The fact of the matter is that most of the saints of old experienced the Lord's faithfulness in response to their needs. When I started thinking about this, Pastor Keith, I kept thinking to myself, there's not a true respectable uh, person of the Old Testament that didn't go through something, that didn't cry out to God. Lord, help me. All the ones we respect, all those in the hall of faith, guess what? They cried out to the Lord. They sought the Lord. They knew where their strength came from. If they did it, guess what we need to do? Like, Cornell, this is so basic. Don't say it's so basic. <laughs> but why are you still going through the same issues? <laughs> no, I need to switch up. In 2024, the habits that I had in 2023 won't make me go further. So one thing that I have to know that is I got to get a word from the Lord. Not from him, her, and them, but from him. What do you mean? Watch this. The word of God says this in 2 Chronicles chapter 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 verses 3 and 4 when they're talking about Asa. Asa says this. The word of the Lord says this. For a long time, Israel was without a true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. The three key things that kept them in line. Now, how many, how many of you have ever went bumper bowling? Oh, thanks for being honest. Nobody wants to be honest over here. You went bumper bowling. Why? Because you don't want the ball to go down in the gutter. Well, guess what? The way that the Israelites stayed in their lane was through, watch this, following God's commands, following his designated individuals to 
teach them and watch this and the law that he presented. They didn't have none of those things. So they were doing this. They were going buck wild. That's how they lost their standard. That's how they went into captivity because the <laughs> listen, you thought you were bowling 300. That's because the bumper It's easy to bowl 300 when the bumper but let them down, Jack. It's like, y'all know what I'm saying? Almost hurting somebody. What I'm saying to you, mama, is this. When the law wasn't there, when God's commands and respect for who he was, his holiness wasn't there, and when they didn't follow his priests, watch this. They were crazy. Watch this. Verse 4, though, is the key. But whenever they were in trouble, they knew enough. They were smart enough, desperate enough. And turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him out. That's the part that's key. Sought him out, they found him. When the rubber began to meet the road, they knew where they could turn to. Watch this. Let me keep it going. I'm going to ask the worship team to come, if you will. Listen, Psalm 18.6 says it like this. Psalm 18.6 says it like this. In my trouble, I called to the Lord. Yes, I cried out to my God for help. There... In his temple, he heard my voice. He heard my cry for help. Why, the reason why I chose that one out of so many other translations and verses was because they said God was in his holy temple. In other words, my prayer was okay. Listen, it was okay for me to bother God in his house. Y'all see that? It's okay for me to bother God. I'm never too busy for him. Can I tell you something? I'm telling you, <laughs> your pastor and his wonderful wife, they're great friends of ours. Great friends of ours. I try to reach out to him every Sunday morning. He knows it. Can I tell you something? On this stage, if I get a call on my phone for my son or daughter, guess what? Sorry, CCC. If your son or daughter calls you and you're in this building, guess what? They're going to wait. The same thing is true for your God and you, that when you call out to him, he will answer you even from his house. He's going to stop the schedule, hold the meeting, put a pause on the business, and say, my child needs me right now. I don't know who you are in this place, but God will stop all of creation to answer your need. When you seek him, as the Bible says, with all your heart, and you search for him with all your heart. You will find him. Why? Because he makes himself available. It's easy to find someone that sticks out like a sore thumb. What are you saying today, Cornell? You hit me with the next slide. Whenever you seek the Lord in earnest, yielding to his glory, his authority, his sovereignty and power, he will always respond one way or another. God will always respond to his children. That's the love that he has for us. The world wants us to think, no, I got to come to him a certain way. I got to wear skinny pants. I got to wear green shirts. I got to wear. You're his child. And he always has a word for his child. Can I tell you something? And my wife is sitting right here. There's never a time we don't want to talk our, to our kids. Is there? 
I, I, let me just be honest. When my kids talk to their mama, she's a whole different person. Why? Because they're her kids. How much more so God towards us, beloved? So this year, as we begin 2024, let's settle in our hearts that we will hear from God himself because he loves us that much. It is a privilege to have a, a Savior, a Lord who loves me enough to stop the actions of all creation to hear me. So your prayers do matter. You've got to seek him out. Because when you do, he will always respond. So can I tell you this? Listen, some, <laughs> listen, this song was so good. I had to write it again. I had to write it again. This is actually Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5. This is verses 4 and 5. As you can see, it says this. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Watch verse 5. That's the new, this is the new part. This is what I wanted you to get. Those who look to him are radiant. Come on. You ever see somebody, you're like, man, there's this glow about you. Like, there's just something about you. They're like, it's not that everything is perfect. But you know what? I know my God's on it. My God gave me peace about it, and I'm good. Watch this. Those who look to him are radiant. Watch this. Their faces are never covered with. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Like right now. I know you got it, God. And because you got it, I don't have to let nothing else dictate my emotions my feelings, anything like that. What are you saying today, Cornell? Listen, here, friends, here it is, friends. If you're going to ever turn to someone or to something, make sure that you turn to the Lord in his faithfulness first. It's not just the right thing to do. It's the best thing you can ever do. Turn to the Lord. My prayer for this house, as you have already heard your own pastor say, is that this house will be built on the foundation of prayer to the one who can meet our needs. Nothing else will bring about its success besides that of prayer. I need a word from you, Lord God, and I'm not moving until I get it. What are you saying today? Can I tell you this? God can say many things to us, many things to us. Here's the word he wants to give to us, I believe, tonight. You can go ahead and hit me. What does he want to say tonight? I'm going to ask you to just, if the leaders who will be praying, just start praying now. Hear this, beloved. You'll never, ever get the right answer if you fail to turn to and trust in the only answer. You'll never get the right answer if you fail to trust in the only answer. Let me say it another way. If you don't trust the only answer, you'll never get the right answer. I know, I know, I know, I know. But guess what? Tomorrow when the news comes, Wednesday when you get the report, when your friends come through and just... I'm saying today, Cornell, listen to this. God has a word for you, beloved. It's a word that will give you peace of mind, rest for your soul, hope 
<laughs> for your hurt, encouragement to get you through the day, and authentic love that will help you believe again. That's the advice I want. That's the advice I want to tell those people with church hurt. I want them to know that there's a God that's ready to speak to them. So I want you to do me one favor as we begin to wrap up. Five things I believe God wants to say to you. You can write this in your paper, five things, five takeaways. There's a lot of things God can say, but these are the five things I think he always wants to say to us. Y'all ready for me? If you're ready, say amen. Let's get ready to pray in the name of Jesus. Number one, God always has a word that will sustain you, beloved. It'll calm you when everything is chaotic. So turn to him today and receive it. His word has the ability to sustain me. Just like my mom, when I, when I didn't have no money, I didn't know what to turn, where to turn, or what to do. And so guess what I did? As a kid, I just turned to mama because mama had that one voice that can calm me down. If mama can do it, how much more God? And all the mamas out there and all the daddies out there, y'all know that when you talk to them, I'm like, it's going to be all right. Just take a deep breath. I'm on my way. How much more, God? The word that sustains me, the advice that says it's going to be all right. There's a time when I was at the church. This is about maybe, wow, I can't even remember how long it was. Wow. My daughter was driving. My daughter was driving. And somehow I believe the tire had exploded. And when the tire exploded, it kind of made the car go, y'all know, come on. And she called me just hysterical. I couldn't even understand what she was saying. Like, babe, just, 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 just calm down and tell me what was going on. Calm down. She was I'm like, calm down, deep breath. You know, anybody been there before? And she said, the, the tire, the tire, the, the tire. I'm like, what? The tire what? The tire exploded. And I almost hit this and all. Babe, it's okay, it's okay, okay. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm, I'm on my way. I couldn't get there. But I called my brother-in-law who could get there. And guess what he said? I'm on my way. The point of that story is she was chaotic. But my voice calmed her down. Your life may be chaotic. Your situation may be unbearable, but there's a God in heaven that when you listen to his advice, he has the power and ability to calm your situation down, to calm you down. Say amen. Number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. Listen, God always has a word that will support you wherever you are. His truth and promises will be like long arms wrapped around your neck in love. Turn to him today and receive him. You know, sometimes, sometimes, my friend, people just need a hug. Like a flat out. Anybody with me today? I'm saying all they need is just someone to hug them. And when we turn to Jesus, guess what? That support is there. Like that hug. Those long arms of heaven begins to wrap around us calms us down, sustains us. 
Number three, number three, number three. Look at this, number three. God always has a word that will supply exactly what we need. <laughs> He'll meet the need and may even do it miraculously. Turn to him today to receive it. God's love for us sustains us, supports us, supplies for us. But guess what? It gets better. Number four, God's, God always has a word that will send us to the right person or the right place. Come on now. I know I like that one. Like, Lord, where do I go? Listen to my voice, Cornell. I'm going to tell you which way to go. You're wondering what broker to go to? You're wondering what doctor to go to? You wonder where to sell your house or where you... It's there. He will always tell... God cannot lie. He can't be dishonest. Why would I try trust anyone else? Unless he designated that is the person. So many times in my life as a pastor, when we got tough decisions to make at this church, our church is much smaller than yours, but we have big decisions to make. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And as I pray and as I wait and as our team, our board members pray and I wait, all of a sudden it clearly comes, this is the way I want you to go. That happened just before I pulled in the lot today. What do we do, Lord God? Got a $15,000 decision to make. Do you go with this guy or that guy? Which one? Because I certainly don't want to make the mistake. And so he says, I have the advice, Cornell. And once he says it, okay, it's done. It's done. No looking back. He said it, it's done. He has the advice, the word that can sustain us. Come on now. He has the word that can support us. He has the word that can supply us. He has the word that will send us. And last but certain not least, Praise the God of heaven. God always has a word that will satisfy us completely. When he does what he does, there will be no bitter aftertaste with it. Turn to him today to receive it. Last thing I'll say before those who will pray come. My favorite verse in all of scripture is actually all of scripture. <laughs> But if you're going to pin me down to one, it's this next one. Go ahead and hit me. Proverbs. Actually, it should be just Proverbs 5 and 6. But you know the message, how that is. Proverbs 5 and 6, it says this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. That's what I need in my life right now. And so I'm going to ask you to do me a favor tonight. That's our first night together. Just a few minutes before we get out of here. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a second? And we've been praying for this moment, for this weekend, a lot. And all I know is this. Andrew, I just knew people needed a word. There's people in this house... Cornell, you don't understand. I need God to say something. I need him to move. I need him to act. I've been waiting. I've been trying to be obedient. I've been listening. I've been trying to get some godly wisdom. I've been doing all those things. But at the end of the day, I need a word from you, God. And the Bible tells us when his own people was being attacked from three different angles, 
They said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. A.K.A., we need a word, Lord God. What's our next step? And God, I want to say to you, forgive me from turning, for turning to every other option and making you the last choice. In 2024, God, I'm rolling with you. I'm deciding for myself right here, right now, that you will be the first one. That I will wait before I make a decision. I will wait before I sign this. I will wait before I do this. I will wait before I go there. Until you say it, I won't do it. You know what that has brought you to in years past. Those quick decisions. Those selfish thoughts have led you to make decisions that only God can unravel. So at the start of our special services together, let's get a word from God. Thank you for listening. You know, we believe God has something amazing in store for you today. And now is the perfect time to take a few moments and pray about what you just heard. If this message spoke to you, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email to office at cccmidland.com or connect with us on your favorite social media at CCC 